Hello and welcome to the Performance Through Health podcast. We aim to inspire and educate our listeners through engaging conversations on all things health and fitness, mindset, business and philosophy. My name is Martin McPhillamy and I'm your host and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Naru, welcome to the, the show. Thanks for coming all the way up here. Thanks for having me. World strongest man under under ninety kilos. World record holder for uh, Axel Clean and Press. Yep. I was actually doing a bit of Clean and Press on the Axel with uh, with Joey for the for the first day yesterday. Okay. It's a bit of an awkward technique, isn't it? Yeah, it's it is it is awkward. It most like it uh, puts a lot of strain on your abdomen and stuff mm. like that, and and you got to get your hips forward and 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 lean back. Um, so it, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but um, I think if you tr- if you practice the technique at a lightweight and and work up to it, then yeah, yeah. you get the hang of it. I mean, I'm I'm okay with obviously normal cleans and clean and jerk with just double overhand yep. with a, with a with a normal bar. It's 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 different, but. Trying to, I was trying to learn how to do the the alternate grip. Mm-hmm. It's like you've almost got to turn your hand and catch it at the same time. Yeah, and that was a bit of a bit of a tricky time trying to do that first few goes. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's why you got to practice with the bar from from a lightweight and, and get really nail the technique from the beginning. Otherwise, um, it's just going to fall apart if you start adding weight too early and stuff like that. But um, also because the bar is a lot thicker yeah. than than a, than a like you can't sort of um, you have to move around the bar rather than like boss it, you yeah. know, boss it around. So yeah, it takes a bit of getting used to. So you initially you were um, in CrossFit. You went to CrossFit Games. Yep. Yeah, and then and you shifted into to strongman. So um, let's talk a little bit about CrossFit Games. What you know, what what did you compete in, and, and what did you achieve in that? Yep. So I did uh, CrossFit for. I trained CrossFit for five years. Uh, I just started at a local affiliate in Morley here, actually, um, not too far away. Um, and then I got, uh, yeah, I, I just enjoyed training CrossFit. So um, I had to, I've, I've always worked, though, uh, down in Kuanata. Yeah. So I had to work, I had to, um, eventually I moved down to Kuanata. And when I moved down to Kuanata, I moved to uh, the closest CrossFit box was Injustice CrossFit, um, which is pretty well-known CrossFit gym here in Perth. So I was just stoked um, yeah. that I was kind of like moving to pretty much one of the one of the best CrossFit boxes in Perth. Who owns uh, that? Uh, Ryan Woodall. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he's been to um, the CrossFit Games as a master, individual master, a couple of times. And um, so, yeah, I, I just uh, started training CrossFit. Um, we made... The Pacific Regional in 2016 as a team. So uh, it was six uh, six members of the team. And um, I was one of those members. So I was lucky to make the Pacific Regional, which is pretty much like a qualifying tournament for the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. Um, you finished, back then, if you finished top five in that tournament, you'd um, progress through to the CrossFit Games. So we actually finished sixth that year. Um, which is devastating. Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, it was. Uh, it was only by like one or two points, something like that. Yeah. How how look at the points scored? Is it like uh, just how many um, competitions you win, or is it like reps or? Yeah. So there was. Uh, it's a. Oh, I want to say it's a three day competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe I can't remember now. It's a three day competition. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and um, 
you had, I think all up, you had about 10 events. So normally about three events a day. Oh, they, they just all team workouts. So you might have, um, uh, yeah, actually one of the unique things about CrossFit in a team event is a you, you use this big, long sandbag called a worm. And everyone has, so I think it ends, oh, I wouldn't, I want to say it maybe it weighs about um, maybe about th- 300 kilos all up. Yeah. So, yeah, I think about 60 kgs for the guys and 40 for the girls. Maybe just under six, uh, 300 kilos. Um, and you have to clean the log all at the same time. you got people who are different heights and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so you really have to work as a team yeah, to okay. to yeah. to get this log up to your shoulder, this uh, worm up to your shoulder, and then yeah. press it, and then do burpees over it in unison um, and stuff like that. So um, that's yeah. a, that's a bit different, isn't it? Because obviously, if you're just an individual, it's about going as hard as you can with the technique. But if you've got someone, two other people with you at the same time, trying to lift the same thing at the same time, you've got to communicate and talk at the same time. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh. I have to stop saying 100%. I say that a lot. Um, yeah, you do. And um, yeah, I, that was probably the hardest part is um, learning to work as a team and having someone whose um, who's responsibility is to count the reps. Yeah. And um, you can only really move as fast as your, as your weakest member or the mm. weakest um, link in the chain. So um, it's just, a, it's, yeah, it taught me a lot about communication mm-hmm. uh, and obviously working as a team and um, just I think learning um, how to, yeah how to com- how to just work with other people and um, I guess understand people's weaknesses yeah. and um, you know deal with that that side of yeah. um, of the fitness so sounds like a relationship man <laughs> I uh, I actually, because we, we trained like literally six days a week yeah. for this thing. Um, and especially once we decided we wanted to make it to CrossFit Games. So I was spending, um, I, I was probably, yeah, spending like more time um, with these five other people. Um, so three other girls and um, two guys mm-hmm. than I was with my, my wife at the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so many hours of training. You, um, it was like a, one big family. Yeah, 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 r- yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and obviously, not everyone in a family sees uh, things the same way, and and people have their own, you know, um, you know, problems they're dealing with and ways they 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 see things. So, yeah. that was a good learning experience, and I loved every minute of it. But it wasn't easy by yeah, any means. Yeah. 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 And that, so that was like the start of your CrossFit journey. And is that what got you excited about getting into it more? So obviously joining the crew at Justice being a, being a big gym, uh, obviously a great atmosphere. CrossFit's known for having, it's not like a normal gym, it's, it's known for having that kind of family culture, isn't it, CrossFit? Yeah, 100%. Um, CrossFit, I think it was just, a, I mean, I still train there now. Yeah, and on. it's just, uh, I think the best thing about CrossFit is, um, you have people from all walks of life who come in and just want to get fitter and, um, everyone like the, the workouts hurt the same for everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you're fitter, mm-hmm. uh, then, then another person, it doesn't mean that you're 
going to take the workout any easier. Like yeah. you're still because you're fitter, you push harder. Mm-hmm. So you're hurting just as much as a as somebody who's completing maybe half the amount of reps that you're going to do in an AMRAP. Um, you're hurting just as much as that person. And so for um, it's really good for um, especially people who are you know just starting their fitness journey to have support of people that are actually really fit and to see that people who are really fit hurt just mm. as much as they are and for everybody to support each other yeah so it's a really awesome community um i think that's one of the biggest reasons of why it's grown so much because uh, i remember maybe it was like 2007 2008 when when uh, the crossfit kind of like the names started to come out in terms of the workouts of yep. always female names and they were just brutal. And it was yeah. just like Navy SEALs, Army men, just literally just going as hard as they can. And I don't think without uh, everyone pushing each other, becoming a part of a tribe, part of the CrossFit tribe, it would have grew like it would. It has done. I think that's had a big part of, of people joining. Yep. Yep, 100%. Um, and I think also um, it's fun. Like mm. it, it could combine a whole heap of, like really fun movements from you know took uh, some of the it took some movements out of like a whole heap of sports and put them all together and made um, made a really fun sort of method of training mm. um, and yeah and then uh, plus it made you ripped and you know yeah, if if, yeah. if you yeah. wanted to it, it it made you lose weight yeah um, they promoted healthy eating and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, they did a really awesome job of growing yeah. CrossFit, um, yeah. especially yeah, because it grew pretty rapidly. One thing I think it has really done for the fitness community that I've noticed over the last fifteen years is that it's uh, it's really brought in mobility and looking after the body more. Because when it first come around, it's like it used to get a lot of stigma from bodybuilders and athletes yep. saying, "No, it just causes injuries. It's it's you no, know, it's dangerous. It's a sport where you, just, it, you, know, you can hardly compete in it because people always fall about." But then the likes of Ron Ward and all the ability. And I think that raised like the level of how people actually care for their bodies to be able to train. Yeah, it did. I mean, essentially, uh, if you look at Ron Ward, it's just like yoga. Mm-hmm. So it made people start to be more aware of, you know, why they were hurting and um, what they were doing wrong. But I think also it got a lot of stick in the early years because it was it was a brand new sport and people were trying to learn the movements themselves, you know, um, but because they were putting it out there as a competition, um, you know, they didn't always have the best technique. And uh, I think as the sport's grown, it's um, the coaches have, have have just got like grown and, and, and learned a whole lot more. So, and I mean, you look at people like Tia Claire Toomey, who you know trained majority in CrossFit, um, yet she's become or well, she became a Commonwealth gold medalist in mm. weightlifting. You know, so. Um, it's done a lot for other sports as yeah. well, you know, the sports that it sort of encompassed. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's a really, really good um, – it's like the athletics, like little athletics for adults. It's like it mm. teaches you everything. So um, yeah. I think – There's such a, a variety of – and obviously they're always introducing new ones as well. It's, like, it's always about getting tougher and tougher. Like you go from a handstand walk to a handstand walk up a, up a set of stairs, like – Oh, just small things like that. Always trying to think of how to evolve the sport. I think that's massive. And I do want to go on to you know, how you got transitioned from CrossFit to 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 to, to, to strongman. But before we go there, I just want to talk about what was you know, teenage Naramu like. What was what was what was a what was a younger version of you like? 
Was he competitive, um, good at sports? I was... I've always been really competitive. Mm. Um, I have a younger sister, Katarina. She... I was just always competing with her, pretty much. Um, and uh, I think it paid off for both of us. Um, she... She's done... Like, she's played touch at quite a high level. She's played netball at quite a high level. Uh, she yeah she does she's done really well at rugby. She played for the Western Force women's team, mm -hmm. so I think it it did well for both of us. I have been real. I am really competitive. Um, yeah, I played rugby league. Um, growing up, rugby and rugby league. What position do you play? Um, so I actually played um prop in rugby league. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What about union? Uh, Union, I played, I started off playing a hooker mm. when I was five. <laughs> and then um, I actually really enjoyed hooker. I, I yeah. wish I went back to it. But for some reason, I wanted to play in the back. So I was, I, I like getting the ball and, and running at people. Anyway, um, yeah. Contact. Yeah. Smashing people up. I love the physical contact. So um, what else did I do? I did a lot of skateboarding, actually. Uh, growing up, so I, I played rugby. Um, I took, I played rugby from when I was five till I was, uh, I want to say, um, ten. Then I moved to Auckland, uh, mm -hmm. in New Zealand, and um, my mother's friends uh, played rugby league, and they're like, "Oh, do you want to play? Come play rugby league this on Saturday." So my first game of rugby league, I like scored three tries, and I was like, I fell in love with rugby yeah. league. So I played rugby league till I was like um, 16. I did okay at rugby league. Like I made um, uh, Auckland under 16s one year for one year. Yeah, and this is in New Zealand as well. So in this, New Zealand, this yep. is not like a you know just a, yeah, it's not a Perth oh. under 16s. This is like New Zealand, who's who's huge on rugby. So that's that's a good standard. Yeah. Um, but I think um, as well, I, I played a little athletic. I did a little athletics. Mum got us into a little athletics when mm. we were we were young, and I think that did a re that um, sort of gave us a really good base of jumping, running, throwing. Yeah, um, yeah. So we did that in the summer as well. Okay. Yeah. So that's obviously you know you've got a combination of a lots of different sports there. You've got fast stuff. You've got technical stuff. You've got powerful stuff. And you've got physical stuff. That's yeah. then going to transition to you know, likes of CrossFit, which is cross athletics yep. uh, obviously that's then not onto you know you having that advantage of someone just playing one sport um let's go forward we'll go forward into uh, obviously you competed in the games and you uh, so as, as a team did you compete individually as well uh no i didn't yeah yeah so 2017 we made the crossfit games yeah yeah so. yeah okay and then uh transitioning across to, from that to to strongman obviously there's not well there's a big difference in terms of the engine um, what what was it that made you intrigued into into strongman? Well, I think the biggest thing was that uh, my CrossFit training. I always enjoyed lifting the heavy weights and the feeling of being like being powerful and strong and being able to lift um, heavy weights that other people couldn't, mm -hmm. or and push myself, you know, in the strength side of CrossFit. So. Um, I yeah I just really wanted to to get into after obviously after you you go to something like the CrossFit Games which was my goal mm. for five years um, I sort of reached that goal and I, and I thought well what do I want to do now because it was 
it was a really hard graph to get there, yeah. and it took up a lot of my time. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think that uh, I was going to be able to go again. Or I don't know if I was willing to sacrifice that much of my family's time and my money just to go again because I knew mm. I wasn't really ever going to be um, in the top echelon of the sport. And for me, if I'm not going to like. Uh, win it yeah even though we didn't win the crossfit games for me it was a win because that my goal was just to make it yeah um if i'm not gonna you know go further and uh win something then i'm probably not gonna put yeah that much effort into, into it, it. Yeah, yeah of course and was that because uh because you know you were you're good at the strength stuff but you didn't have the engine that other people had all you're too big or what, what, what? yeah at the end of the day i probably just wasn't willing to put as much energy into the engine yeah. and and rowing and gymnastics side yeah. as it wasn't to the strength stuff i think guess it comes down to what you enjoy training yeah. and yeah. i just enjoy training um and lifting heavy yeah so you wonder you smashed the the, the squatting competition didn't you that's what i thought yeah things that you won i i just i squat I, yeah i could squat a lot yeah. um it just came natural uh, i mean i put in the i actually credited a lot of it to uh my first trainer in morley here brian uh he made me do like a small of squatting cycle yeah, okay like I've the, heard I, of that's pretty crazy yeah it was a version of a small of um squatting cycle and we and then he'd always make us um, do uh, prowler sled sprints on the on like these these bricks out, outside of outside so not, of the gym. Not, not a smooth surface as finishes, yeah. <laughs> and I hated it, but I just was really keen to um, get involved with the other really fit people there. So I did it, and I, I think that sort of busted a few. What obviously made my legs big and strong. Anyway, I just I enjoyed the strength side uh, training, and then one day, uh, before I we left to the CrossFit Games, actually, well that year in twenty seventeen, I was watching Facebook and I saw a video of um, Rongo King. Mm. You know Rongo. Uh, so he was Australia's strongest man in uh, twenty sixteen, I yeah. think it was. And uh, that was really inspiring for me to see another fellow Maori. Uh, moving these heavy weights mm. and and like carrying like motorcycles on his back and stuff like this and um, just being a badass and yeah, you know there like, some excitement. Yeah, it was yeah. it's really exciting to watch as as a sport. I just thought, man, that's really cool. I want to do that. So um, yeah, just dove dive straight into it after we got back from the games. So where, where was it uh, initially that you got, where did you start training with Strongman? Did you, because uh, I know I've, I had Max on on the uh, episode number 10 and I know obviously you guys hooked up in terms of he's been coaching you, yeah. but was that at the beginning or did you, were you already doing Strongman before you met Max? Um, I entered my first competition without a coach or yeah. anything like that. Uh, I think it was a WA Strongman competition in, in Morley here as well. And... Um, I just had I had all of the equipment that I needed to train for at our gym because uh, CrossFit has elements of strongman. They have, they often have like farmers walks and yoke carries, um, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So just yeah, we had a lot of the equipment that I needed at the gym. So I just trained for that competition by myself. Um, the weights weren't too heavy for me, um, and so I just um, I just went and. Did a local competition and that's where I saw Max. Yeah. And um we uh, excuse me. 
Um, yeah, he was really impressive because he was still pretty skinny back then, mm. <laughs> and um, but he was really strong. Yeah, and, and uh, we got chatting at the competition, and um, I asked him, you know, oh, where he trains and stuff like that. He said, oh, he's a PT, and he mentioned. I, th- I think I asked. I must have asked him like where, oh, like who's if he has a coach or something mm. like that, because I really. Um, I thought if I was going to get into strongman after that competition, I I ended up winning my division in that competition, which was really cool. It was a really fun day. And then I thought um, I want to get into it a bit more seriously. So I gave Max a message on Instagram, I think it was. Mm. I actually dug up the message a few weeks ago just to see what he said. Um, And, yeah, it's all – yeah, he he told me that – uh, who his coach was, and then he just—I dis- think you've heard the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I asked him. <laughs> I asked him if uh, if his coach had any spots. I think, and he said, "Nah, my coach is full." <laughs> but I do strongman training, so cheeky bastard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he mentioned that he. Um, I was probably never gonna. I could never afford Tom Herbert, which I couldn't because yeah. I wouldn't have gone with him anyway. And Max was cheaper back then, yeah. As well, so I, um, yeah, I, uh, I said, yeah, cool. Um, I'd love to for you to program for me, and then uh, the rest is history. Really, uh, I got my first program from him and really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I've seen his uh, his his programs, and they're they're, they're challenging. Yeah, very very challenging. How have you found? Uh, a tr- transitioning from a crossfit which is probably uh i would say more technical than than what max would whereas when max i mean i don't know a lot but with conversations we've had he comes up with the ideas where it's like more about super compensation and it's like it's, it's trying to stunt strengthen certain areas it's very scientific in, in his approach isn't he what's uh what's it like training these programs um oh man i love it yeah um when i got the first program i for me, it wasn't a whole lot of volume. Okay. Like I was training. Um, I I was training, so I'd get to. When I was training for the games, I'd get to the gym at uh, six in the morning, and I'd train from six till seven, seven thirty. Then I'd you know, go to work, come back to the gym at about three o'clock in the afternoon, train from three to five. So I was, I was doing double sessions, probably about three hours work. Um, like six days a week so whatever that is it's like 15 hours Mm -hmm. or something like that 12 um, a bit more yeah yeah, about 18 hours of training and then so um i got max's program it was only four days a week yeah and there was only one session um each day so the the volume wasn't too bad um I used to ask him if I could do extra stuff. And I was going to say, yeah. I bet mentally that's like, okay, well, I'm used to doing six, seven days a week to go and then four. Like, as an athlete, competitive individual, you'd be like, surely more is going to be More is more, yeah. But not, that's, not, that's not necessarily right, especially in strength. Not at all. Yeah, so I, um, I, it took a while for me to mentally realize, all right, I'm, I'm not going to be doing as much. Well, uh, not not as much quantity, and so, um, but I just had to trust that I was going to get stronger, and it didn't take too long for me to see the benefits of um, 
like training under a structured, mm -hmm. um, thought out, planned um, program. So that was really good. But uh, I, I did struggle at the beginning. Mostly I struggled with like my body image and stuff like that because yeah. I wasn't putting as much out, uh, burning as much energy as um, as I was previously. I uh, thought I was going to like lose my abs and all mm. that sort of thing and uh, wasn't going to look as as good. Um, yeah. But the strength gains just outweighed any uh, – eventually started to outweigh like um, how I saw my body and stuff like that. I was like – Feeling strong has like a really yeah. uh, strong um, impact on like your mental well-being, I guess, and, yeah. and health. Like you know that, especially as a man, uh, and if you've got that kind of uh, desire to want to be the strongest you can be, it's like you know, when you see your strength all of a sudden going up, be like, oh fuck yeah, this is yeah. this is good. This is obviously working. It boosts your confidence as well. It's addictive, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you feel good about yourself as mm. well. So. Um, but yeah, going getting back to the point, structured program um, was like a game changer for me because I never, I never. Uh, it's a really stupid now. I look back at it because I put so much time and effort into CrossFit and training hours. Like I never, I never uh, had a, a personal coach mm. or, or um, structured, like a personalized structured program for CrossFit. I just didn't think to like spend $50 a week on a coach mm. or something like that, which, I mean, now I look back, if if I had done that, who knows where where I would have, where I would have been. Like, exactly, I probably yeah. would have really enjoyed it because I would have seen gain, um, gains and stuff. Like, yeah, but oh, it, it, it's all good. It got me to where I am now. And, um, yeah, I think having that structured program and paying for it and having somebody there to – um, bounce ideas off and talk to about the program uh, made me accountable for yeah. for, for uh, like to, to the program and, and to actually making it work so I, yeah I really enjoyed it yeah it definitely makes a big difference I mean I've probably did a similar thing as you like last uh, I've trained you know, ever since I was 15 years old I'm 32 now but never really had a plan I've just enjoyed the going in just going high intensity going hard and then, and then you know, going home just knowing mm -hmm. that you've put some work in and then it was only probably last year I actually decided right I'm actually going to do a strength cycle where I'm actually going to mm -hmm. put some structure to it and my max deadlift was always it always got stuck up at like you know, 210 220 mm -hmm. and when I actually put a structural together only for eight weeks I hit 250 deadlift wow I was like ah. that's awesome yeah that's really good like, I was like that's like that just makes it shows you how much of a difference of just that progressive overload yeah and I didn't expect it myself because um I didn't I wasn't even going that heavy yeah I, I was probably only going like my maximum at the end of it was probably going like a few reps on 220 230 yep and then I was like okay right I'm gonna do my personal best again. Let's, let's let's try and beat my two twenty five. I think it was at the time, and I pulled two thirty easy, and I went two forty. I was like, well, that was easy, and I went, okay, let's give two fifty a go. And I was like, oh. did you have a number in your head before you started? I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to just get two forty. Yep. Uh, well, I, there was like, I don't think I will be able to get two fifty. Yeah. Because I think it Ayrton had just done it. And you were like, thinking that before you yeah, did it? Yeah, okay. I was like, I don't think I will, because Ayrton had just done it, and I thought, oh, Ayrton's probably going to be stronger than I am. He's a little yep. bit younger. He's been doing a strength mm -hmm. cycle. And then, um, uh, so I went 240, and then I was like, may as well go. And mm -hmm. it, it, it came up, and I was like, 
I did not expect that. I tried to go 255 and then it was not. Yeah. No deal. Yeah. It's, it's really funny when you're going for a, um, uh, like for a PB, especially on something like a deadlift, like you, it's, you need to set this goal of where you think, you know, like an attainable goal mm. and you need a plan to get to it. And then if you do get it, you sort of, there's, there's two ways you go about it. You either be happy about it and, and, but you'll know straight away, like if you have more in the tank. Yeah. But sometimes you don't as well. Like, uh, sometimes you wonder if you have a bit more and, and then you just have to pick and it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to psych yourself up for another lift mm. above something that you've already achieved. But that's funny you say that about, about doing a strength cycle as well, because, um, like so many of my CrossFit friends, I don't, I don't know if they, they, like I look at the way they're training and I just think, oh, I'm, I'm wondering in my head, like, are they actually doing a structured strength cycle with D loads? Like did, mm-hmm. are all their rep ranges and, and weights and their percentages working towards like a specific goal or, or are they, are they just getting, I, I don't know a lot about it cause I, I haven't talk to a lot of my friends but I'm like I'm just thinking now that I've had the uh, opportunity to work um, under a, a you know a strength coach and have everything structured and, and deloads and um, like peaking cycles and stuff like that I'm just wondering like a lot of the time I, I wish that some of my CrossFit friends who, who want to get stronger and yeah. talk about getting stronger yeah like I just wish they would take a break from their CrossFit training even if it's just for two months and do eight weeks of pure strength so that they can, because I want them to get better and they talk about it for so long, you know, and then they come back three weeks, uh, like say three months later, they're like, Oh man, you're so strong. Hmm. Um, I wish I was strong. I wish I was stronger. But do you know what what the challenge with strength training was for me is, is that compared to things like CrossFit and high intensity stuff, it's, it's, it's boring. It's like yep. the wait, and you've got to wait like three to five minutes between sets. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm, what, I'm just picking this up two or three times, five times, and I'm putting yep. it down and just sitting down. It's like that, that you don't get that dopamine hit that you get mm. when you're, when you're going as hard as you can. you like, you feel, you walk out, you're like, oh, that was hard. But you do when, obviously when you hit the, the, the PVs and stuff, mm-hmm. that's different, but there is a slower process to it. Yeah. And I think that's where, if you're trying to tell a CrossFitter to say, like, slow down, mate, mm. slow down let's go heavier yeah. give yourself five minutes between between sets it's okay what am i doing between that five minutes yeah you have to be really patient mm. because like strength takes time and uh if you you can't uh, like i used to want to like with crossfit especially when i was was training the strength i'd always look forward to the lifting days especially like a friday because we'd max out yeah and that's like you get to stroke your ego and try and lift the, like the heaviest you can for that week. Um, and you might make progress and you, and you probably will. But I think once I started doing a strength training, I just really had to like control myself and hold myself back and let it build slowly. And it, it is hard, especially if you're training at like a CrossFit gym, because like I, I continue training at the, at Injustice CrossFit and, uh, like I had a group of, we had a group of maybe like um, six to eight guys that all go to the gym at the same time and, and work out and we'd all do CrossFit workouts when we were doing CrossFit at the same time. And then all of a sudden I was doing my own thing in the corner, mm. like just graphing away at my strength training. 
and they were giving me shit because I wasn't working out with them. And then I was I was getting FOMO because they were all, you know, high-fiving after yeah. workouts, pushing each other, yeah. cheering each other along. And I just had to, like, sit in the corner and just just do my own thing and, yeah. you know, push my, push myself. to. I mean, I had training partners sometimes, and the boys, you know, if they saw I was doing a heavy set, they'll come over and, and, and help me out. A lot of people, um, like, ran, oh, not randoms, but, like, a lot of other people in the gym would jump in sometimes if I was – but, like, for the majority of the time, I was – um, I had to sort of just miss out on that camaraderie with the boys, even though I was in the same room, like I couldn't partake in, yeah, in their games, yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah. to speak. So yeah. it's um, removing that whole culture stuff that we were talking about earlier. That's the part of, of and if that was a part of your training, mm-hmm. it was part of your, um, you know, just enjoying that whole embrace. So then go in the corner on your own and it's like, right, it's like, you know, you've, mm. you've, lost, you've lost your team. Yeah, <laughs> man, it, it, it was, it was hard. It was really hard, but I mean, um, like like we were saying before, once you, I mean, if you just put your head down and do the work, and and I think it was only hard for me really because, um, like, I was the only one who was missing out, sort of like yeah. thing. So I was it was all sort of just in, in my own, in my own head, but it was a challenge to yeah. get over and. Uh, uh, even now with, you know, having – and I guess like a lot of people, it would be hard for them to work out at the moment in this current situation mm-hmm. because the, they don't have that sort of – that yeah. vibe and that contact yeah. with, with the other people. So yeah. I've struggled with it massively. I, I like the gym atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I like I like kind of being a little bit cramped in it, warm, sweaty, like people around you kind of just watching you at the same time. It's yep. kind of a bit of an ego thing. It's like yeah. I, I like going in a gym and, and people will look at me and go, fuck, man, you're fucking training hard. Like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I enjoy that aspect of it. Yep. And to try to do the same, same thing in your garden or something like that, it's almost not the same. Yeah. I guess that's where sort of social media comes into it as well. And yeah. Nowadays, you can put it out there, and you've seen a lot of people posting a bit more now and, yeah. and, and putting it out there because, I mean, as much as they don't want to say it, they do want encouragement yeah. from other people. So um, they, you know, they're probably posting a, a bit more so that they can get uh, that feedback and, and that camaraderie mm-hmm. uh, through through you know, Instagram or whatever platform platform it is. But, um, yeah, that was a challenge. Yeah. I want to just take you through, uh, so from when you first started and got into Strongman to just before leading up to, so how long was it between starting and uh, when you got your world record? Um, and so Axel Press? Yeah. That was almost one year ago. Um, it's a little over a year ago. Yeah, so when you first started Strongman, how yeah, long was it so until you actually, so how long were you competing in Strongman? Just one year? Yeah, so I started at the end of 2017 and I broke that record in, uh, did I start at the end of 2017? I did my first competition at the end of 2017. Yeah. I broke that record last year. Yeah, it's 219, so yeah. just, just over a year really. Then. Eight, Pretty, probably months. about 18 months, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to breaking that record. So... Obviously, there was a trend. There was, you, you didn't have a coach for a long, for, for quite a period, and then yep. you got, and then you got a coach. What kind of, how, how much did the numbers jump? Can you remember the numbers that you were doing when you first met Max to then what you were then obviously doing as yeah. a world record? He, um, he, he actually posted this not too long ago. I think the biggest one. So a lot of it's funny because uh, like I didn't do it. 
I was good at these compound lifts, like uh, what, well, say the squat, mm. and my deadlift was okay, and I could clean and jerk, but I never really uh, trained like things like the strict press yeah. um, very well. Like I didn't train them like struct- in a structured way. So my strict press went up a lot. I think my best strict press was somewhere around 80 kilos. Mm-hmm. It might have even been 75 for one rep. Yeah. So, and then I think before, so yeah, it was, it was 80 kilos. And then before the axle press wheel record, I'm pretty sure I did a one rep max strip press then. And um, I actually, I strip pressed like 120 kilos oh, yeah, for so one. That's a, that's a, a so 40 that's like kg 40 jump, kg jump. Which is you know, nearly, well, 40% of your, your body weight. That was, yeah. And that was really cool because strict press is hard. Like, mm. um, you know, like a standing overhead mm. press like that is really hard. And, and I always struggled with it before as well. So... But um, we did put a lot of training into that, obviously, like over the the year, and um, a lot of different training methods. Yeah. Um, for that strict press, so uh, that we did that. My squat. Uh, I think when I started um, training with Max, my squat was. Two, I want to say it was two hundred and. 220 kilos or 215 kilos. Which is a big squat for someone who's Because you're about 87, 90 kilos. I was 87 kgs, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was pretty happy with that squat then. And that was like one of the sort of, I was pretty strong for a crossfitter. So, and then uh, my biggest wrapped squat is um, 300 kilos. Yeah, three hundred kilos. Yep. So, <laughs> that's a good squat, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was stoked to hit that number. Actually, um, I think we we only sort of decided maybe about six weeks before, like, oh, let's let's try and squat three hundred kilos because it was. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video. Like, I, I tried to squat like two eighty five, I think, in my gym. Mm. And looking back on it, like, I should never have tried to squat it. Like, we. It was on like a normal Olympic bar. We had plates taped to yeah. the end. I was like, I squatted it out of, a, um, I walked it out of like a rack that was only fixed on one side and it was moving. Then I like oscillated the bar. Oh, it was just like a mess, a yeah. total mess. Yeah. Um, try to squat it. And um, yeah, so we scored 300 kilos. That was really cool. Uh, what else? Deadlift. My deadlift has been... Probably my my Achilles heel okay. and strongman. Yeah, um, and saying that like it's still okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, my best deadlift was two thirty, and then are you saying up until the uh, up until yeah? So we're not gone. We're not, not gone not, past that. Yet. Yeah, not so gone just, past that. I think it was like two sixty. So I, put, I still put like yeah thirty kgs on my deadlift, which is yeah. Okay. Pretty decent numbers, yeah. Okay. So now we're coming up to that WA uh, Strongman competition where uh, you know, you've, you've broke a world record in the you know, actual actual press. Mm. Did you go in knowing that you were going to go? We're going to break that world record. Had, yeah. you, had you done it in training? Uh, I hadn't done it in training. Yeah, I hadn't jerk. I hadn't put it all together. Yeah, in training. But obviously, you know, mindset-wise, you knew that you yeah, could. Yeah, I knew I was going to get it. I think the turning point for me was um, uh, the a couple weeks before. So, like, uh, when we were peaking. Oh, no, sorry, the end of our sort of 
uh, like strength training cycle. I did a double. I did a double axle. I, I think I did a double axle clean and press at one sixty. I might have been just a double clean. I can't remember exactly. I should. I should know, but there's a big difference. But yeah. I, I, I cleaned. I, I le- at least cleaned the weight. Uh, 161, so like 95, 97% of the weight that I needed to do um, twice, like easy. Yeah, okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember um, like after cleaning that second one, I remember, yeah, I got this, yeah. like this is going to go up because uh, for me back then, like any weight that I'd ever cleaned, I could press. Um, so yeah, yeah. And you look at you look at the video. Obviously, uh, uh, Brando got it on with the perf- perfect fam, and yeah. it wasn't like it was difficult either. No, well, no. I mean, like I peaked really well for yeah. it. You know, like um, I think I could have done more that day. And uh, I think if I if I was a like I, I think the thing about that record, the thing that I'm really proud of as well, was that it was in the middle of a competition, mm-hmm. like a full five event competition. Yeah, and, and what what event was it? Was it, it was event. Three, I think. Third event. Yeah. Okay. Or it might have been two, but I think it was three because yeah. we had, I think we had a, um, we had a yoke and then a farmers, or it could have been second event. Yeah. Anyway, okay. it was second event, and I remember that uh, that particular day was the biggest WA strongman competition they've ever had. So I think they had like forty. I want to say they had they had forty plus competitors. It's I think a it was, long old day. Yeah. Isn't it? So I remember that um, the Axel event itself took over an hour to to do so you know from it was a rising bar when they had two bars and yeah it took over an hour to do so yeah i was really stoked that uh it that that i could do that in competition and i think i had more but i just the the way it ended up happening obviously i was the last lifter to go and i just sort of rushed into my my you know over record attempt yeah 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 and yeah. uh, almost fainted and stuff yeah. like that when I cleaned it, but yeah, that's so, fine. So um, I think I, I made a comment on one of your posts when I was trying to get you to come up here a little while ago, and you put a you put you wanted to try and explain what goes through your mind or the process that you go through before you do these certain lifts. Is, mm-hmm. is there like do you have like because uh, a lot of people who lift like this, it, it's got to be a, a certain way. There's certain um, mm-hmm. what would you call it? Uh, not a structure, but it's a, it's it's in, it's where you you believe that you, know, you you, t- you take four little steps. Like for example, yep. when a, when an athlete walks out, they might touch their head, touch the ground, mm-hmm. something, something along those lines. Do you have anything like that? What actually goes through your mind when you're going to do a big lift? Doing the lift itself? Yeah, yeah. Um, or just before it, do you have like a sequence that you do to prep yourself? Uh, for me, I I tend to like. Uh, isolate myself a lot from, yeah. especially if it's in a competition I t- in just competition in general actually like uh, when we can talk um, about full competition later but for that lift and for a lot of lifts that I really need to focus for I, I, I tend to isolate myself quite a lot so um, I'll s- it's a uh, sounds strange to say but you sort of go into a space where you uh, almost ignoring like a lot yeah. of what's going on around you yeah and you're t- i guess you sort of just zone out mm. um and sometimes you can do that um 
I mean, sometimes even like you can you use like an object to sort of help do that. You might have a towel or something yeah, you yeah, put yeah. over your head. Yeah. But I really just sort of um, try to yeah separate myself from everything else that's going on and just focus on what's happening and yeah. what I need to do. And by that stage, though, like all the hard work has been done. Yeah, of course. It's um, the confidence should be there because of the hard work. And so a lot of it is just going, we'll, we'll be going into autopilot, mm -hmm. but you still have to do, um, like you still have to, uh, focus on doing a lot of this, the stuff that, uh, is, uh, getting the steps right. So, yeah. um, making sure that your shoes are tied up, um, your sh like your belt is on and you do your belt up you have your mouth guard your wrist wraps are done up like mm -hmm. stuff like that so i think once you can sort of check those off in your head and you know it's your turn to lift it really it just becomes autopilot yeah. because if you haven't if, you, if you're trying to think oh i need to make sure that Waste I, energy, yeah, right? I flick, yeah i'm gonna flick my yeah. arm over this time yeah um before i get the clean up to my belt Really, that all of that should have been practiced yeah, a long time ago, and it should just be autopilot. Automatic. So a lot of it, um, you know, I, I'll have, I will talk to myself, you know, quickly before I actually go up to the bar. Yeah. Like, all right, this is it. You know, just psych yourself up, yeah. whatever it is. But I think by the time you get to the bar, this is pretty much just like an autopilot thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting when you, know, you talk about that sort of stuff because you hear of you know, professional athletes, uh, for example, like Messi when he takes a free kick. It's like, actually, you don't even know what you're doing. It's just like you're just – it's so present and so focused. Mm. There's Time doesn't exist. You're just doing your being. And it's just like, well, fuck, I've done it. And all of a sudden, then the thoughts come back. You're like, shit, achieve it. So yeah. when that came back when you broke that record mm. – I watched the video and I can see you just jump straight to your family. I love how much mm. of a family man you are. Um, what was that? You know, what was that feeling like then? Oh, I'm getting really like goosebumps <laughs> just thinking about it now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it. It was awesome. It was really cool. I th that was one of my um, favorite moments ever in Strongman, really, because uh, I had all my family there. Like mm. the, a lot of the competitions were over east or they're you know in America and stuff like that, and. Um, so I don't, I don't often get to, to, uh, to do something like that or to, to achieve something like that in yeah. front of like my, my family and friends and like people would come down from the gym and stuff to watch. Plus it was really packed out that, that day at Hillary. So yeah. it was a really, really cool experience and I'm stoked that, um, I got to share it with my kids and, yeah. and my daughter and, yeah. and, and that they get to she see ran, something she ran up like and that. Give you a massive hug. Yeah, she, she, she did. Amazing. Yeah. So that was really cool. I, um, yeah, I'll never sort of forget that. Yeah. So then obviously you've broke a world record in that and the next step is, 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 is traveling to America. Mm. So you, you know, you and Max went over to America to compete in uh, the world's strongest man um, event over there. Uh, what was the atmosphere and stuff like over there? Um, it was really cool. Yeah, it was it was it was different. Um, it was obviously you have you have. It, I say it's different because it was, it was a you have like a a big gathering of really sort of elite people on their own mission. Mm. You know, so it's a. Like I didn't know anyone really yeah. either, so which was good. And no one knew you. Yeah, no, no yeah. one knew me. Um, but you have you have like a just like a big hive of all these 
strong men from all over the world, you know, people who speak in all different languages and stuff like that, all on their own mission, sort of. So it was interesting watching other competitors and how they interact with, mm. um, you know, well, their competitors and us and, and other people in general. And um, But the competition was run really well. Yeah. It was really um, quite professionally sort of, you know, set out compared to, to some other strongman competitions. Um, yeah, I can't say anything bad yeah. about the competition or, or, or the arena or anything like that. It was yeah. really cool. And what was your, what was the first event? The first event was, oh, what I got? so, oh, the first event was a Viking press. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, which is, for anybody who doesn't know, is like a um, neutral grip press from shoulders to overhead. Um, you have to push push press it yeah. so you can't push jerk there's no double yeah, okay. dipping under the bar so it's like a sort of like a, a raw shoulder mm-hmm. sort of strength exercise even though I utilize my legs quite a bit in yeah. it um, so yeah the Viking press for max reps in one minute yeah okay and I think they said there was 123 kilos in the hand or something like that yeah 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 but the Viking press is such a like a weird. Um, there's so many variables with the Viking press. You know where the pivot point is at the back, how long the, the lever is, mm. how tall the athlete is mm. in relation to the lever point. So yeah. who knows really how heavy it is? Yeah, like yeah, it varies for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a video, and I think it's uh, if I'm getting this right, there's a. Obviously, there's just two of you at the same time. There's and was four, it four of you. Four people, yeah. But on your left was there was the black guy. Yep. And it was just you two that were continuing to go. Um, no, that that's the that was the axle cleaner press. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was the. That was the. Because there was one of first them. event on the last day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you do in that Viking press? The Viking press. Yeah, I actually I ended up winning. Yeah, okay. That event. What I'm trying to get at is if you've gone to this place, no one knows who you yeah. are. No one expects anything from you. No one, you don't know anybody. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you go into one event and you win it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden people are looking at you going, who's this guy? Mm. Yeah, I think they were. Um, but, you know, I think you probably get that as well at competition. You get random people come in. But I think they were, but um, my main thing was... Uh, when I'm at competitions like that like I said I just sort of separate myself I just isolate myself for everyone so like I literally did the job got out and then just disappeared into the back again so I think that's yeah because all I'm thinking is I bet there was other guys there that had expectations Mm -hmm. of themselves or like they were yeah they were known to be yeah oh this guy's gonna win mm-hmm. it this year and then mm-hmm. you're coming in and, and and then winning the first event and it's like oh hold on a second this guy who no one knows yeah. has got a big chance so then you then so what was your what was your best event at, at, at that so the, the one where you obviously you've smashed the the running one where you had to pick up the oh the, the, the medley the medley mm-hmm. yeah yep um so you, you want to know what the best what i i thought the best event yeah. was i actually really enjoyed uh, that event mm. winning that event like that because um, I ended up winning four of the six events yeah okay. so but that event there in particular I think opened a lot of people's eyes because um, I don't, I think a lot of people didn't think that you could move as fast the, as yeah, like yeah, that yeah. fast yeah. In, in an event like that 
Um, but like I, I was saying a few weeks ago, like my mindset with events like that is that like the quicker it's the quicker you do it, the quicker it's over and done with. Mm. I mean, obviously you need to be strong enough to do the implements and, and, and lift them all. But um, I'm always going to train something at a really um, high intensity, yeah. especially strongman events. Like they're, they're literally like one, one minute events, like 90 seconds. You know, I think they had a 90 second time cap that, that event, but you just have to, especially and at a, at a, you know, a world like that. There, there's no really excuse to try and pace it out if you're capable of doing something at yeah, a, at a higher speed. Yeah. But I guess that comes down to how you train it and your your men, you know, how you approach it mentally. Yeah. And and ma- and Max, like you plan- program some ridiculously long version of that. Yeah. beforehand anyway. <laughs> I remember. Um, so for that event, he programmed a he programmed like a ten minute version <laughs> of of that, which ended up being. I don't want to give too much of, of exactly what it was yeah, away yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, of course. we're just not going to do that. No, um, but it was a 10-minute version, and I remember reading it thinking um, I would have messaged him as well, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, and um, probably Max will, 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 will attest to this as well. Like, I'd never – the thing is, like, I, I, um, I was thinking in my head, I'd never seen Max do this, like – I've never seen him do a 10-minute version of a medley. And yeah. um, I've seen him do a lot of his other training pro- protocols. I remember thinking at the time, then like, I sort of I was like, get over myself. I was like, well, you, um, we know that's worked because we did it for other events in the past. But it was, uh, it was, they were some sort of, they would almost be like prep-defining moments, mm. you know, like those, those little sessions like that where yeah. you know that you need to get over this, uh, you know, you just need to go to a dark place for yeah. for, for sort of a ten yeah. minutes. And I think if you know that you can, um, if you know you've trained harder than an than in an event, yeah. I mean, anything after that is going to be easier mentally, or should give you it should give you a mental boost going into to, yeah. uh, to training. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I look at the like you know, Joe Paps who. Mm-hmm. Comes into his strongman and obviously in WA and managed to, to win that in the nineties. But that, that that's all come from his ability to be in the you know in a, in the special forces and just go to that dark place yep. and just go like you know what this is nothing compared to what I've previously mm. done. Even though it is a big event and even though I'm doing maximal work yep. right at this point, it's not hurting me mentally as much as previous training has done. The huge mindset's huge. Oh, it's. It's everything, really, at the end of the day, especially if um, strength being equal among people. Mindset is it's, it's the defining factor. And I, I think um, that's what gave me, or has and still does give me, a, a, a in my head, a big advantage over a lot of um, my competitors. I mean, I trained... Uh, I mean, you could t- pick any movement and cross... Uh, any movement, say say it's like pressing, um, which traditionally has been a strength. Like the, uh, the way I've trained it in CrossFit, I've literally done like thousands and thousands yeah. of reps. Yeah. And like I, I'm lucky coming into a sport like strongman that I've had, I've had this five years of of practicing lightweights, like literally like forty percent of my max mm-hmm. for repetitions and. 
and um, repetitions with high efficiency as well, yeah. you know, like so like fast ways to do things. Yeah. But teaching me also like good motor patterns and, yeah. and how to get things done fast and like with good technique. So it's become so automatic and it's so ingrained in yeah. your nervous system that actually when you come to do it at a heavier point, you're probably utilizing less energy than someone who has only ever done it heavy because you've done it so many times, so many reps. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm just lucky. Like, uh, that's the way I see it. Coming, yeah. coming into like, because if if I was to give somebody, if I was to like tell somebody just starting strongman, like, what should they do? I would suggest that they like, and I still do with people when they ask me how to like do something like a clean and press. Like, you need to practice it at a light weight. Mm-hmm. So, I've just, I was just really lucky that the sport of CrossFit allowed me to, or forced me. To practice all these things, my squatting, my mm. pressing, my cleans, like all of these things, it just forced me to to um, drill all these motor patterns. So I have them all. I don't even have to think about yeah. pressing and stuff now. Yeah, yeah. But, so I'm just really lucky that um, yeah, I, I decided to do CrossFit and, and yeah. transfer it over. So. And I think that could even potentially change some people's opinions out there who's been strong man like you, you know if people are listening to this or listening to what you've gone through in your story they mm-hmm. might go oh actually are we is he onto something here yeah look i mean if they i it's it'll be controversial and it's not easy but if if if, if they have like a five-year plan to win something like world's strongest man what's a year doing crossfit practicing all of these um, all these reps mm. and how to push press, how to push jerk, mm. how to clean weights. You know, it's really. I mean, it's a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. But it is. It would. And plus, also, you're gonna um, like your muscle, com- your body composition is yeah. gonna improve as well because yeah. you're gonna put on like lean muscle. Your aerobic capacity is gonna go through the roof because you'd be forced to. Um, to row and yeah, yeah. and yeah. run and all those sort of things that are sort of taboo sometimes in strongman. Yeah, but it's it's you know I'm yeah. I'm lucky that I have done all of that and it's helped me. It's not necessarily gonna. It's not like the perfect um like plan to mm. to win something like world strongest man, but this is how I did it and mm. I think it helped me a lot. So yeah. So at the at the, uh, no, the strongman competition, at what mm. point was it that you knew that you were gonna you're gonna win the whole competition? Was it close, or because you said you won four out of six? So yeah. by the time you won three, were you like, oh, actually, I've got a no um, chance of winning here, or not at all? So on the last day, that went down to ten people. I after the so um, and uh, there's a really sh- obviously like the strongest guys in the world there so anything could happen plus i i never really um thought i had it in the bag till the end just because anything can happen yeah you know like you, you never count your chickens before they hatch yeah, so yeah, yeah. um you drop something and it's like game over yeah like well even look at like just this year just gone with, with max like yep. you know yeah one event and it's like oh fuck that's it yeah you still have to to execute, yeah, you know, you got to execute the event. But um, I think I was still building confidence within myself over the whole weekend, yeah. and um, like, because after the deadlift, I think I came six or something like that, and I dropped the very last bar. Like I didn't lock out the last deadlift. I I didn't deserve to lift it anyway. My form was like atrocious, and I just. I, 
deadlift doesn't wasn't my strongest event so yeah. I, like i slipped anyway like i i could have maybe um i could have maybe lifted it if i hadn't slipped but I, I I mean I stuffed that up myself. I put two pairs of socks on, one with like <laughs> these rubber these rubber things on the bottom. I was like, oh, well, wear these so that it doesn't um, like I won't slip. Yeah. But I slipped between the two. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I lost yeah. my balance, dropped the deadlift. The rest yeah. was history. But that also like lit a fire within me. Like like I can't believe you you stuffed that yeah. up, you know. And that was really good motivation for me going into that last uh, that load and carry yeah. event. And then so I won that loaded carry event because I was just so pissed off about um, doing badly, yeah, six yeah. badly, in, yeah, you yeah. know, in the deadlift. And um, that gave me some like real fire to win that loaded carry event. And I knew that if I got to the last day, I was like a really good chance of, um, yeah, winning it. Like if I was within a few points on the last day, I knew that um, I would have a really good chance of. Winning it because the last day had axle clean and press, mm. which I was pretty good at. And then um, power stairs. I mean, the power stairs was still like going to be a bit of a uh, an if because no one had trained on that setup. Yeah. Um, but I was pretty confident in, in some of the training that I'd done on the power stairs that yeah. um, I was going to be able to, um, yeah, do okay in that event. So... Yeah, so you know, you've obviously then went and smashed the, um, the you know the actual press. Like I was saying earlier, I've seen, if you watch the video, it's like the guy actually stops and just looks at you, and you're just still going. He's like, "What the hell is going on here?" So that's you know, number five, and then you've got mm. your final event, um, and you, you win that one as well. Yeah, I actually did end up winning the power stairs. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I've watched the video actually, and it was like you were quite far ahead like you you were moving quite fast weren't you i was moving quite fast and compared to um um john yeah what's his name john um uh, mark yeah mark i don't know i was thinking john jones his name's mark jones yeah my bad i was uh moving quite fast compared to mark but i think i only ended up winning the actual event um to parvo by maybe like a second yeah okay. it wasn't much in it at all so yeah i just uh knew i think i knew that i had to get like finish finish the whole i knew yeah, that yeah. if i finished the whole course yeah. i couldn't really just quickly calculating from what i was watching before uh, i went up i think i knew that if i finished the whole course that um i would i would win it yeah. so yeah yep were you just thinking, oh, like, when am I going to wake up from this dream after you'd won it? Or how, how did you feel? Um, I was I was really happy. Like, I was stoked. Um, but it didn't really, it didn't really sink in until I got home, you know, yeah. I think. I mean, like, I was, I was really happy there. But I think it's um, like you do all of these, like, you work towards all of these goals and stuff. And... Um, and you get all of the support from your family and mm. friends and like, like unbelievable support. And I think at the end of the day, you really just want to share it with them. Yeah. So yeah. like I got to share, I got to share it with um, like Max and, and Yana and Paul and stuff and who was there, which was really cool. And some of our Australian strongman community who was there, which is really cool. But I think it's not until um, like I actually came home and yeah. I like got to, yeah. 
uh, it's almost just got a bit emotional. Like I came home and I got to like share it with with uh, the my, my justice community yeah, and my, yeah. my family yeah. here in Perth. Yeah. And they put on like a porphyry for me at, at, yeah. at Injustice where I had a, like a traditional Māori welcome. And man, like that was so cool for me like to um, – and for them, like I was just, you know, because at the end of the day, I do, I, like I did it for them, and I did mm. it for, for all of everyone who's sort of ever believed in me, and like through over these these like two and a half years, which is um, like a point I was thinking about early before I came here, like the amount of support I think that I um I've been like given from. Yeah. From like my CrossFit community, my um, like the wider Perth CrossFit community I'm talking yeah. about, and then like my justice community and the, my sponsors and just friends and family from New Zealand is absolutely crazy. Like, I think I'm just really fortunate to have um, like this big, like almost massive, um, not followers, more supporters yeah. like behind me, yeah. and I don't know. I can't say, but I don't know if like a lot of other like athletes yeah. in, in strongman or, or in, in, in uh, any sport really have that much support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that sort of sort of support is like it does like crazy things mm. for f- like for your mental state. Well, it's like, you know, uh, obviously with strongman, with bodybuilding, with any kind of event where it's like, you know, it's macho, let's say often could be perceived about it's about trying to make you just you it's just yeah. me it's just me behind that bar just you but for you it doesn't seem like that at all for you it's almost like you're in it for the spirit of everyone else supporting you and you know i've said said earlier how committed you are to your family it's like you, mm-hmm. you know, i i you know you own it to them it's it's actually the it's bigger than you, mm-hmm. you it's for something else yeah i mean when i first started this sport, it was just for me Mm. you know i just did it because i enjoyed it and Mm. stuff like that but then once i i think when i went to uh, my first australian arnold's in um in melbourne the first time i went in 2018 um so i no one really knew about me then either and i didn't go in thinking that i would win it but i got like a lot i got so much support from people beforehand we did some fundraising and stuff like that. So people were supporting me on the way over. And um, I, I was doing good. Like on the first day, I think I was coming. No, it was actually just a one-day event. Uh, after the first two events, I think I was leading. And then I sort of thought, mate, oh, what the hell? Like it was my first time. I was like, why? Wow. Shit, I'm doing all right here. Excuse me. And so I, I started away struggling, thinking, oh shit, maybe you can win this. And then the third event, I still did okay. I think I was going to be second. Fourth event wasn't that good for me. It was a deadlift. My deadlift was still like pretty crap. And then um, the fifth event, stones, I did a lot better than I thought I would. In fact, like I hadn't even lifted the last stone. And anyway, long story short, I, I ended up coming fifth. Yeah. Um, and I was so disappointed from it. And then, but, but like so many people would like message me over that, um, you know, like afterwards, like I was, I was absolutely gutted. I was down on myself, but I had so much support from people, um, like afterwards saying how proud they were mm-hmm. like, oh, 
like you did really well you know fifth in australia is a really good achievement even though i thought in my head like i failed yeah so i got all of this awesome support and then like uh that was cool gave me a lot of um it gave me a lot of motivation for the next year but anyway moving forward like a a whole nother year when i won it last year Mm. um I was like absolutely over the moon. And then it wasn't until a couple of weeks later, I was like, you know what? Like um, I've, I got the exact same amount of support when I won it as when I lost it. Yeah. You know, and that was really powerful for me because it it made me realize like these people would genuinely believe in me or like when they're telling me they're proud of me or or they're, they're proud of my achievements and they're, really happy for me like they were genuinely happy for yeah, me yeah, yeah. whether yeah. i won or lost yeah, yeah. so yeah it's just support it's just it's, support it's, it's, and it's, I, it's not it's not it's not for them to brag and write no it's just like actually no they don't have to, to do as, as, yeah. as much as you can i want to be there for you yeah and yeah. Like, that was really really powerful for me to realize that like this i just had just as much support from when i lost as when i won and that people were genuine about it you know yeah. like um if like like when was the last time you said to somebody, oh, like I'm really proud of you. Um, you're doing amazing. Like when was the last time you said that to yeah, somebody? It's, it's been been a while. A I've long said time. I've said I appreciate it, yeah. but I've not. I probably haven't said now. I'm I'm proud of you, and you and you're doing well. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, probably with with Evolution Athletic actually. That's yep. that, I think speaking to you know about how Joe's uh, yep. been 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 doing with that just recently over the last few weeks. Like now, I look at him and go, "If I can proud of that guy." Yeah, and. Like even you, you should tell them because uh, yeah yeah I, yeah have and yeah, if you yeah, have yeah but like the thing I'm trying to get at is if somebody uh, even just people in general um, if somebody does tell you that they're proud of you yeah. I think you need to actually think about if you were to say that to somebody else like it actually takes a lot yeah, yeah. and then people mean things like yeah. that you know so um, when I realized that people were like genuine I had genuine support yeah and like I had. Like a like well, maybe not hundreds, but like so many messages mm. and and well wishes and stuff like that. Once I realised that all of these people were behind me, I sort of felt like there's like there's no way I can like I owe it to them. Like, I don't owe it to them, but uh, it really just boosted my confidence. Mm. Like there's like no way I can lose this. Like look yeah, how many yeah. people are behind me yeah. wanting me to win, helping me, helping me get here. They've made things easier for me. They you know, with like fundraising and stuff like that so um that you know when i just realizing that that support was there yeah was huge um in my sort of mental uh, like commitment and approach to to how i was going to win this thing thank you for that that's that's really it's it's humbling it's uh you know it's like you you're grounded in it you're not you haven't it's not and this is a question i want to ask you has it changed your life much at all um I think it's changed my life in the way um, that I've realized that I can actually have an effect on some people, mm. like a positive effect on yeah. some people. And I've started to, even like what well, I was talking to you before here, I started to put like a bit, little bit more educational yeah. content um, from the sport out as one way. Because I think like I owe it, like I, I sort of owe it to to the sport of strong man and, and give back, give give back a little yeah. bit and um, like I was always looking for content. Um, nah, 
I was like obsessive when I first started the sport. I was trying to research ways of to do everything, you mm-hmm. know, within the sport. You know, uh, if I had a set of five events coming up, I'd be YouTubing. And it was actually not too easy to get some good advice. There was yeah. a lot of stuff by YouTubers that, um, you know, it was it was good. It was content, but it wasn't like really, like I still wouldn't wanted to know why. Yeah. Like, why is this and why? Like I'm always like why, why, why until I understand something mm. fully. Otherwise I'm not going to be able to com- like embrace it. Yeah, embrace it or, yeah. or take it on and, yeah. and use it. You know, I think, um, I, I, you know, I've, I'm going to try and uh, yeah, help out a bit more. Yeah. Well, that's the next question. What is what's next? So more, you know, trying to give back. Yeah. Obviously, I've, I've seen your video yesterday yep. just teaching people how to do actual press and stuff like that. So little, little videos like that, little technical things. Yep. And the sort of, I would like the immediate future, just, just start helping out stuff like that um, where I can. And then also, but also sort of giving back to the people around me as well. Like if I think I can offer advice to people, I think I've gained a bit of confidence and even just figured out in my own head, some of my thought patterns mm. that, that helped me get to places yeah. like, um, to, or to milestones in training. Yeah. So I think that I'm, I've tried to, um, start giving people a bit more advice on how they can sort of achieve some of their goals. And even I was talking to you about, friend of mine who did that um skier grow yeah yeah like there's so many inspirational um athletes around me just everyday people doing inspirational things and i think like i was saying to you like he really needs to like he can gain so much from Mm -hmm. that from doing that like and completing that task it's absolutely crazy and just making people realize like that they can do great things is is i want to try and um you know, spread a bit of positivity yeah. and sort of help yeah. people like that. That really shows that you're, you know, you're a leader, that you actually you want to, because for me, leadership is about others. It's about making sure other mm. people are trying to be the best, the best they can as well as yourself. It's like, obviously put yourself first, become the best you can, and then, uh, you know, you can give back. And I think that, uh, you know, being a, being a father also has, has that kind of, uh, gives you that mindset as well. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I never really would have thought of myself as a leader, but I guess um, it does have, yeah, you know, probably does have some. Yeah, people are going to look up to you now. No, yeah. you, you're, you're a world champion. There's going to be, you know, there's been impact on, on young children that are going to look up to you and go, oh, I want to be like you. Um, yep. And that, that's, that's, you know, if she, despite not wanting to go, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. but, it, but it's, it's a matter of fact, it is. And I think you now turning around and giving that back is definitely one of the, you know, it's a leadership role within the, within the sport. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, yes, it makes a lot of sense. And I do, I do really enjoy, um, you know, uh, being able to, to, to help stuff like kids. Like I've been, I've spoken to my daughter's class the last two years, yeah. just about, strong man and also because like the schools have things like the fish philosophy i don't know if you've heard of that and and just talking to them about things like that and making them realize that they can it is actually you get i get a lot of enjoyment out of it Mm. and teaching people yeah um but getting back to your question about fatherhood i think um there will be aspects that i guess have carried over um 
but um, I still think I've got like so much to learn yeah. about fatherhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, 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 I won't, I won't stop learning about that yeah. um, for a long time. It's yeah, my daughter's 10 going on 16 now mm. and it's pretty challenging, but um, being, being a father, um, is, is is amazing yeah. yeah and it's like it's it's literally there's there's nothing like it in the yeah. world you know to have you can have a dog that's really cool dogs are cool yeah but um children are, are like a like a 10 times cooler version of a dog as much <laughs> as like people you know don't like to admit it man ch- children are amazing and um they definitely give you a purpose and uh i think i probably underestimate the um you know the 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 effect that um some of the stuff i've done might yeah but but hopefully um you know looking back they'll they'll be able to look back later and uh you know realize that it was actually cool what dad did yeah yeah but anyway they definitely will they definitely cool so i'm going to wrap up now uh two two questions i ask any everyone on this podcast where at the very end is is obviously my my business is performance through health (laughs) um what do you think you need to be doing to take your levels of performance to the next next level everyone talks about it and you probably get this answer a lot but i definitely need to go to sleep earlier Yeah. Yeah. yeah well in saying that I've done all right with how I'm sleeping now, but I think I think it's an area of my training that I was underutilized. If yeah. I'm being honest, like I just I've because I've done a like okay sleeping like six, seven hours a night mm-hmm. as it is. Um I've sort of just thought I could get away I can get away with it. Yeah. But I really do want to start uh sleeping a lot more. Yeah. Well, oh. you're speaking to the right person. So. Yeah, I'm, exactly. <laughs> let's uh, let's yep. let's let's talk offline and, uh, and and get involved a bit more. I'm more than willing to, to to help you out and support you definitely. I can. Yep. All right. That, that's cool. We all, we need to talk a lot because that's like a whole nother. Um, I sleep well, yep. but the reasons why I go to bed late is probably yeah. Anyway, um, so there's that, and I, I think I I have un. I probably, yeah, these are like very basic answers, but I probably aren't to utilize my nutrition as well. Mm. Like, because of, I mean, actually that's sort of, yep, a lot, I could talk about it for a long time. But anyway, I think, um, yeah, I've underutilized my nutrition as well. With Strongman, I sort of just eat to feel uh, good. Yeah. You know, and feel full and, yeah. and, and strong. Yeah. I've never really... Um, thought about feeding my well thought in depth about yeah, yeah, yeah. macronutrients yeah, yeah. And, and how they might be affecting my performance yeah. in my body so probably those two things yeah well i'm i'm more than happy to sit down you are you myself and max sit down and see where we can start implementing something and it's probably a good time to do it now while there's no yeah. big competitions on yeah. Um, just obviously with the virus, just to, just to test out how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want to do it when it's near a competition because you want to be keeping to what you're yeah. used to. But introducing something new when you when you're out would be like, okay, well, let's give this a go and see see how it affects your training. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Yeah. So the next question is uh, more of a health-related question, and it just relates to looking at the whole world and going, okay, mm-hmm. we have massive health issues in the world, mental health, obesity, depression, diabetes, all this sort of stuff. If you could change one thing in the world to improve the health, what would you, what would you change? Damn, I should have seen these coming because you do ask them to everyone. <laughs> what would I change in the world to improve health? I think... Um, I think if you, honestly, I would probably, I mean, if you look at what's happened during this pandemic and how people have been forced to, um, to spend time at home and, um, like be just being forced to, to do things. Mm. Um, if I think, honestly, I think I would force, um, I think if 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 like screen time and and electro, electro, electronic time was mm-hmm. limited in households, yeah, it sounds like a really. But say there was like a cellular, you know, restrictions that yeah, were yeah, put on yeah, on yeah. humans, yeah. and and it interfered with everything, like yeah. internet, like all electronic devices yeah. and playback devices. Yeah, I think we could do with a lot more of a lot less yeah 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 um, you know electronic devices and screen time yeah because it affects kids so much yeah like, and there's so much like I, I mean I try to control it at home and stuff but there's so much trash like TV and stuff and on YouTube and like mm. clickbait and I try to limit it and stuff like that but if it was I think if people were to, like forced to get outdoors and and um you know, be active and, and not spend as much time on the, the stuff that connects us or like, you know, yeah. electronic stuff. I think that would go a long way to building like healthier kids and, um, better communities as well. Like yeah. more, more connection between the families in the households, uh, you know, actually getting people outside, getting moving, just getting out in nature, all those sort of things. Like you know, you're, you're from New mm. Zealand. So it makes me think when you were younger in New Zealand, you probably didn't have any of that. Yeah, none of that. Exactly. Oh. So going back to that is only going to, you know, create people like yourself who's, you know, healthy and fit individual. Yeah. And get people outdoors, learn things, learn new skills, mm. you know, learn how to, how to fish and all of that sort of stuff. And, just get outside and um, realize, especially for the kids, that there's a lot more than just, you know, to life than just, uh, you know, YouTube videos yeah. and computer games and stuff like that. Even though I, I like all of that yeah, and yeah. I partake in it, yeah. I think we could do with a lot less yeah. of it. So, Thank yeah. you. No yeah. worries. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, man. No worries, man. I've really enjoyed the conversation. I don't know. I've been asking you for a little while and I really appreciate you coming up here. Um, so where can people uh, you know, follow you on social media or if they want to get in touch? Yep, so um, you can follow me on um, Instagram um, at NGARIMUVC, so uh, N-G-A-R-I-M-U underscore V-C uh, on Instagram. And I also, I just, well, actually, I didn't just start it. I've had a YouTube channel for since, like, 2012, but I just started putting a bit more stuff up on there, so um, people can look at my YouTube channel, which is just NGARIMUVC, um, N-G-A-R-I-M-U, uh, A-H-I-P-E-N-E uh, on YouTube and I'll be starting to put up a bit more sort of informative um, uh, strongman related um, posts and stuff like that so people, anyone who's interested in a strongman even just shoot me a message and yeah. I'll point you in the right direction yeah. what yeah. a legend thank you cool thanks man